On this week's episode of Animals Are Insane, we talk about cartoons we miss, the Academy Awards, or Academy Awards nomination, White Lotus, Velma, and Last of Us, all big spoilers ahead. Just wait till the you know end of the first season, guys. Wait till the end of the first season. Anyway, whatever. Tune in. I'm ready. Here we go. Did you ever watch SpongeBob? Not really, man. I was more of a Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Type of guy, Johnny Bravo type of guy. It's I feel just, like that's that, like that, that like tells you everything you need to know about you right there. It's like I'm a Johnny Bravo type of guy. Yeah, you know, I tried to hit on every pretty woman and uh, whip out my hair, but I never got to it. Yeah, El- Elvis style. <laughs> I I, I kind of miss the whole like Cartoon Network. I don't know, like that uh, that world, right? Because then it became like. You know, Adult Swim started to becoming like much be- like you know bigger, especially since it was like a Cartoon Network type of thing that came from mm. Cartoon Network, and then you know then they started having just more and more crazy animation TV shows. But like you remember, like there was like Courage the Cowardly Dog, there was Powerpuff Girls, there was Johnny Bravo, Dexter, Dexter Laboratory, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, well, and then, well, obviously, well, SpongeBob is out on like well, the the, the ripping friends, the ripping friends. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, this was the three buff dudes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the brothers or whatever. But they all like lived together or some shit. It looked like it was like Ren and Stimpy decided to like you know the, the animators were like let's just do some sort of beefed up version. <laughs> Yeah, I read I read something really interesting about Ren, Ren and Simpy. I'm gonna like totally butcher it right now, but it was something along the lines of like like it's like highly the season one anyways is like highly um, it's really good for like young children to watch. So it was like it's designed with like there was like a psychologist involved or something, and like the style and in, in, in which it's it's animated in is supposed to be like very very good for young children. And I was like, that's very interesting. Only season one, I apparently. I couldn't imagine showing uh, a dude, kid Ren and Stimpy just ever. Yeah. Apparently just season one. Apparently there's a lot of information out there about it being like, yeah. But that was I don't know. Like during a time like when like they, they did have crazy things. I mean, they had a, a show called Cat Dog. Yeah, I remember that. That was a conjoined dog cat. Yeah, with they no butt. Have, yeah, no butt. I was like, where does everything go? What is this yeah. a human centipede? Like, like, what is does if the cat eats something, the dog barfs it up? Like, like what, where, oh my gosh, that's that hilarious! Actually, one of their mouths is the butt. That's yeah, there yeah. you go. It trades back and forth between whoever, whoever eats whatever, you know, or maybe both of them are the butts and the mouths at the same time. Yeah, we're never going to solve this. <laughs> we're not going to solve it in this podcast. The cat shits out of the dog's ass or out of the dog's mouth and the dog shits out of the cat's mouth. There we go. <laughs> the dog one day is like, hey, I know we're lactose intolerant. I'm going to fucking eat cheese. Get ready for your your nightmare oh, scenario. Man. You know, cat ass. Oh, <laughs> God. Hey, so speaking of cat ass, did you see all the nominations for the Academy Awards? I did. I did. And, um, I, well, I didn't, man, like, it's so interesting. Like the best picture. Yeah. Um, to get the same thing. 
like wow is there ever like like a range of like genres let's say or even like budgets let's even go with budget you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's it's interesting because it like it keeps it all to like okay, hey, these are movies. But then when you when you do talk about like the scope in which these things were made, yeah, it's like it's, like, it's almost like you're kind of like want the littlest one to win because of the like less resources. Yeah, like Avatar yeah. is among the best picture. I know, which I'm like. Which was like triple the budget, no, quadruple the budget of Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, right. Which I would argue. Well, see, but it, it def- like I don't know, man. I don't see how Avatar is a movie exactly, and like I don't know, man. If you go by like the simplest form of cinema, like storytelling, right? Which which of the the best picture nominees, you know, do you think are the best story movies? You know what I mean? Like Avatar, I don't feel like is in there like at all. Like, yeah, but see, this is this is where they're mixing it too, right? Because like, because I I don't know. I think you could probably argue that Top Gun is like that too. Where like a little bit, but you, Top you Gun's watch, like a feel good movie though, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, but if you really look at it, it's just it's almost beat for beat the same as the first Top Gun. Like the way that they yes and no, I do I do feel like like. I, I think that Top Gun is like a, a grown up version of the first one. It like it's like the people that watch the first one, it's like now whatever age those people are can go to this movie and they'll enjoy this at their current like situation in life. It's like this movie like grew with time. Yeah, that- but you'd think that w- that would apply with something like Star Wars. Like A New Hope and The Force Awakens is the same movie, right? Yeah. So well, I like, think well, just, I think that's the, that's the biggest criticism with the new trilogy, right? Is that they tried to they didn't try to like satis well, it's like they reintroduced Star Wars to a younger audience, but they like forgot to like tell like continue the story or tell a compelling story or whatever. I don't know. It's hard to compare com, compare those two because like Star Wars is a complete like nerd thing, whereas yeah. Top Gun's like a one off. What, what, what about Rocky and Creed? Those are the same movies. See, like I don't, I don't have a connection. I don't like have this huge connection to like Rocky that a lot of people do. Yeah. So I, I don't, I can't really speak to that comparison. But uh, dude, the third, the new Creed movie looks like garbage. Oh, I know. I kind of feel bad for Michael B. Jordan because it's like they used his name as like the part being like, hey, not only is he in it, but he like directed it. Yeah. Like, this is all him, man. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like uh-oh. the studio's kind of like, you know, like, hey, man, uh, yeah. we didn't do this. We didn't do it. Yeah. We didn't do it. <laughs> I kind of wish that they had like a credit of being like, and Ryan Coogler, you know, was a consultant or yeah. like, like if, if he was, <laughs> was considered. Consultant. No, it's like it's like Ryan Coogler was asked but wasn't available or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gave advice uh, to Michael, uh, you know, uh, throughout the uh, the filming of this all. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, like it, it's kind of like when I mean, I, I still say this every time. It's like it's like when you watch George Clooney, you're like, okay, he's kind of like he he has like he has like his thing as an actor, yeah. But he keeps trying to be a better director and just can't. He can't. You can't get there. See, like, I don't know, man. I feel like George Clooney, like, it's like, I like him as a person better than him as an actor. Like, I don't, I don't feel like he's, as, he's very memorable. Like, I think he's fun to Did watch. You not see Batman Robin? What's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? 
This is probably like my least favorite Batman. <laughs> like Batman Forever. His <laughs> least favorite Batman. Right? <laughs> Dude, they had the bat credit card in that poison mm-hmm. ivy. Yeah, bat nipples. <laughs> The one thing I remember, like, always as a kid is when Robin kisses Poison Ivy and he's like, uh, plastic lips. And he, like, rips off, <laughs> rips off the lips part. I'm and like, she's, like, all upset about it. Yeah, she's like, like, how dare you? And, and they're, like, sitting in a Venus flytrap. Like, yeah. you could kill this kid right now. And then all of a sudden, Batgirl, like, cartwheels in. And you're like, huh. Joel Schumacher was on a different fucking level at that Dude. point. He was he was somewhere else. There, there was someone who was taking drugs, man. There was <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was multiple video villages with different directors just trying <laughs> to figure out what's going on. You know? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe like George Clooney like came at that, you know, that other time. Like it's kind of like The Rock is better as like the brand than he is as like the actor. The same way that like if George Clooney was yeah. brand, like brand himself, you know? Yeah, like I can't say anything like bad about George Clooney. But like, out of all the movies, like, what, like, do you have a favorite George Clooney movie? Well, my favorite George Clooney movie is an ensemble, which is which is weird. Like oceans, like, no, it's a uh, burn after reading. Okay, yeah, but like, I feel like that's what he, you know, he, he's good at is these ensembles. Like, he he shines more when he's with a bunch of people. But there's not one where he's like the lead, right? The only one I can think of is like up in the air, off the top of my head. Yeah, but even up in the air, I mean, he had like a lot of like the, the uh, what's her name? Anna Kendrick. Yeah. So he had like, I don't know. But then again, like that's all of the, all of the movies where it's like they always have, you know, a partner like Julia Roberts or some shit like. Yeah. So So the top movies that he's known for, according to IMDb, the top four is the uh, Michael Clayton yeah, up in the air. Good night and good luck. And I think it's called the Ides of March. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen. I've seen all of them, but again, like I couldn't tell you about any of them except up in the air. Like they just like not that memorable to me. I mean, I don't know. Not that you know, like it was actually like a, like a fun movie that I think got like fucking bashed, which was uh, Tomorrowland. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, that was pretty rough, man. It, it's it's a fun movie. Like the it's way like, that, like like I think Brad Bird did. Okay, you know what? Uh, here we go. Ready for some controversy, Josh? Oh God! I would watch John Carter over Tomorrowland any day of the week. John Carter, yeah, dude. John Carter was a that was that was a hard watch too. That's uh. That's I don't know, man. Something. You know what? I would I would say that John Carter is probably like like for for how horrible reviews it got, I actually like enjoyed that movie like way more than the review. I don't know. I don't know what the right comparison is. Oh my god, but, dude. It kind of makes sense now. Like the guy that did John Carter, mm-hmm. the director, which was Andrew Stanton, yeah. he did the story by teleplay by and written by Obi-Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> all right. Uh, yep. It's there all, we go. It's all, it, it all, dude, I get it now. I get exactly what, with what, what, what just happened right there. Oh, yeah. it, oh, sorry. It only did two episodes out of that thing. Whatever. Um, whatever. Wow. Out of G for John Carter, other than out yet Tomorrow, for Tomorrowland Tomorrow or John Carter. Wow. I, I actually what, what don't. made I, John Carter hard to watch though? I don't really remember. I think it was just like, like an overblown movie right 
Like Taylor Kitsch wasn't bad. He was just regular Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Well, I think it was his first time as a lead. Right. right. It was like during his like uh his his Friday night lights, you know, Tim yeah. Riggins time and then you know, And I don't know. I don't know. For shit. for me, I know that like everyone like has their opinions about that movie, but I actually did not mind that movie at all. I know that like you and I remember you and Alec like taking shits all all over that oh, thing, man. Man, dude, we we were ruining it in the movie theater. Like, we were, like <laughs> talking out loud because it was just it was killing us. You what, know what, what was the that? Biggest, like that, that movie, line. Which one? But was it Bath Sue or something like that? Oh no, that was that. So like that whole thing came from Star Wars with uh, Boss Nass. Oh, when Boss Nass would speak, and you go. <laughs> 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 he would say this like just the dumbest <laughs> language. Oh my god! And then we just started yelling that in the apartment like a bunch of idiots. No, because right. but there was a few different things you guys would yell. Oh yeah, because there was the Swat? yeah. What was that from? I think that might have been actually from John Carter. Okay, I thought there was something from John Carter because and then you do with the Queen thing as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh man. Yeah, that's also like a weird thing to, to think about too. Or like you mentioned being in that music session, <laughs> Freddie Mercury just starts throwing out I don't know, vocal lines? What, what, what are they what are they cues? Like what is that for? Like, like he's just, like scatting right now. Yeah, exactly. Just, he's like, I don't know what kind of song this is, but I <laughs> Oh man, yeah, John Carter though. I mean, it kind of looks like it reminds me of Valerian. Like it looks like the same. No. Like I feel like uh, Valerian. Valerian wasn't. I watched that one. That one was pretty rough too. And then what was that Ender's Game? I thought was that Ender's didn't game. Yeah, dude, they all had like they kind of all came out like in a five year. Yeah, like each one of them had their time of being just so crap. But okay, so back to the Academy Awards. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So, so for best motion picture, we have All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, Avatar, which are the I haven't, of water. Oh, you I haven't, haven't seen, seen All Quiet on the Western Front. No, I know Please you. You recommended I think, I think, that. Like, I think that was probably my like top movie of this year. I know it's, it's in the top. It's on Netflix. Um, Avatar: The Way of Water, Elvis, or sorry, it, sh- it should really it should be Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Um, <clears throat> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. <laughs> the Fable Man's, uh, yeah. Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Tar, and Women Talking. Now, the last three movies, I guarantee you, had like a budget of less than $10 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, if you go from there all the way up from like Top Gun to All Quiet on the Western Front, you're probably playing with at least 10 to $250 million like difference of yeah. you know, what people have to play with. I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once probably didn't cost that much. Neither did uh, the Banshees. Um, but, I mean, if you have something, like, from Steven Spielberg or from James Cameron. Yeah. It's 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 kind of amazing to see, like, the, you know, the... The range. For, yeah, the range for, like, just, like, the movies themselves. But a lot of people are saying, you know, that they're really upset about the director's nomination this time. Around because oh. there were no uh, female directors that were nominated. Well, whose fault is that, Josh? <laughs> uh, is it the academies or is it the movies that no females directed? 
Like, yeah, I don't like, I don't know how you are supposed to do that. Like, I don't know, unless you, I don't know, man. See, I feel like the weirdest thing about it is you have the separation of actor and actress, right? And so Uh if you're going to do that, then why not have a separate thing with every, every category? I mean, I don't know. Why not? Or like you could do it with directing. But this is the thing too, is that then there's like the other fight of why not just combine them all into one gender? Yeah. Or, or, or non, non gender, like just anybody can be up for directing. Anybody can be up for, and then like Mm -hmm. best acting, you don't have to say actor or actress or whatever the fuck, you know, like you could just say, you know. Best supporting acting or something. I know that's it's a weird thing, right? Yeah, because be an like, interesting thing if they would actually do that. Well, I mean, like I don't know, man. It depends like how woke they're gonna go, right? Like I feel like the like Hollywood's pretty woke, and the fact that they still have this is like kind of interesting. Yeah, but you know? I guarantee you they're gonna like there. There's gonna be a, a hit on. I mean, like look at the best performance by an actor, right? I mean, like all of them are white dudes. <laughs> Austin Butler, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's something to say. I mean, at least there's like, uh, like two two people out in the actress role that have a you know a diversion of diversity. While I don't think one of them shouldn't been should have been nominated because she was in such a caca movie. Uh, I disagree. One, disagree. Michelle, Michelle Yeoh, I think is going to win it because she just, you know, she killed it in that. Uh, I haven't seen Tar. I really want to see Tar before I make that call. Kate didn't get any like uh, any. I don't know. Like it's it, you can always see it from like the Golden Globes, right? Like they they're the things that kind of give you the little bit of the, the hint. Well, yeah, the hint of what would be next, right? Yeah. But I would. I like. I feel like. I feel like there are things in here that I want people to win, but then you kind of like just see the writing on the wall. Like I want Brendan Fraser to win just because yeah. it'd be great to see him. Yeah. Just 100%. do it, right? Yeah. And, but like, but Austin Butler got the Golden Globe for Elvis, right? He played, you know, Elvis, right? All kind of stuff. So there's, yeah. there's kind of like this like thing where you're like, well, uh, you know, maybe, who knows? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, and then I really want to, oh, damn, I can't, I can't pronounce the name. Key, K Huey Kwan. Oh yeah, <laughs> to win, you know. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a very like diverse you know group right there. If you you know look at from Brian to Key to Judd, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I you can't argue with that. I mean, but the thing is that like, it's like it's like when are we going to get to the point when people are going to stop complaining about it and just like cancel it all together? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, like like if you you know like why would we even have these things like some of them are just like so fucking boring anyway like i think that there was like two years ago when the academy awards was it was like during the like like uh you know covid heavy and it was just like yeah the worst award show possible like you're just like, i didn't why? even watch it, dude i yeah. didn't i i was like no not even nah <laughs> yeah but i mean but nothing on here kind of screams like it feels like it like deserves it, you know, like, or like it, it should be heavily recognized. Right. I mean, I yeah. don't know. It's, I mean, like I'm surprised that black, black Panther got any nominations. Yeah. The movie sucked so hard that like it was, it, it, it feels, it feels strange. Like it's, it's weird that in costume design, I think, okay. So I got costume design and, there's another one that I got. Best achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, like, clearly it's either going to be the Batman or the whale, right? I mean, like, if you could transform people 
in unrecognizable yeah. states. Like, I mean, why, you know, I don't know what they're getting it for. And then best achievement in music written for motion pictures. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, clearly RRR is going to win that. Not to, not to. <laughs> yeah. Please. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. I think that, I think that there's like also these things where it's like, like why would best achievement in visual effects even be on there when Avatar is there? Like, do they, do they think that the Batman or Top Gun is going to have any sort of yeah. run? With, like, imagine if Avatar didn't win. That would be fucking great. In best <laughs> achievement in visual effects. They were like, yeah. oh, you know, we're going to give it to Tar. You know, like, Tar wasn't even nominated. There was no... There's no CG, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, why, like, yeah. that would be that. I think that would be a, a little bit, uh, or, or what if they just gave it to animation, like animated features, mm-hmm. like the, why isn't avatar nominated for an animated feature? Yeah. I, I mean, the whole that, thing I mean, is fucking animated. That's for like that's 10% very true. of humans. That's very humans. true. Remember guys, they had Kate Winslet not breathe for seven minutes underwater in a fake fucking world. And I a, didn't a, even know who she was in the movie. Didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's my favorite part. Uh, I was like, I, like nobody's getting mad at her for being, you know, a British lady playing a blue, you know, made up tribal uh alien pregnant woman. She's not even pregnant, Steve. Okay. Yeah. With a with a thick tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't have they've such skinny arms and four fingers. Oh god. Don't even, don't even get me back there, my man. Don't even get me back there. Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's just a weird like award show now. Like, I mean, did you ever do that thing before film school or even during film school where you were kind of like thinking about like, oh yeah, you know, this would be great to kind of like win an award, win a big award, like we what you would say and all that kind of stuff. And the more that you were doing film and then seeing these things and like the results of it, you're like, oh, this is just like politics. Like there's no Yeah. Like what I like is not considered to be, you know, anything that they that the Academy would like, that anybody would like, you know? So it's like Yeah. Why would you care? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's like, you know, like you, you can't like a lot of these movies aren't like what what is how does it work? How does it work for you to get nominated? Like isn't there like do they have to like pay or like how, how does it they have to have to create a, comp- a campaign. It's the same way that they do it with like that's right. the Emmys or, or Golden Globes. Like mm-hmm. the the production companies will create campaigns for people to go in. They'll have, you know, uh, like, I mean, when, when I was at that four year consideration, they had people that were there that specifically voted on TV shows. They voted on mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that. So, and then yeah, I because, guess like the Academy then like takes the consideration of whatever is voted in. And then like, probably like, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it was, on it. it was like, uh, what was it? Um, Weinstein, like Harvey Weinstein, he had like more, more of his movies got nominated and won Academy Awards than any other like person ever, because he would he had these like campaigns that were like amazing, and he like would spend so much money on these campaigns to get these movies like in front of the right people to see that like he just like changed the game when it came to like the Academy Awards, yeah. But I mean, but like, I mean, as we've been seeing for the last five years, their their ratings and people that are actually watching this stuff like is going down so which, much. Yeah, which is than interesting. A, than a Mr. Beast YouTube video. I know it's interesting, <laughs> right? It's like, 
it, it's it's like there's like everyone knew about like the evil side of Hollywood, and then it's like when that got exposed and when like all this shit like went down, it's like then all of a sudden like it's like they forgot or they didn't know how to make movies anymore, or like the movies they were making before that everyone liked now all of a sudden like you can't make those anymore because you got to fit in you you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this. Not saying that like they should have been doing that in the mm-hmm. to begin with, but it's just like you know it's like they got caught. And then they had to like restructure everything, and then like the movies suffered because of it. Yeah, but I mean, do you think in the last ten years, like if if you take you know uh, two thousand to two thousand ten, and then two thousand ten to th- two thousand twenty, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you, would you say that there were better movies from the two thousands to twenty ten than there were twenty ten to twenty twenty two? Oh, I mean, that's that's a tough one. But, like, you look in, like, the 90s, right? Like, the 90s is, like, the greatest, one of the greatest decades of cinema. Well, I think that's also because it was, you know, it was like the evolution a lot of, of digital that started in the 99. There was, you know, mm-hmm. all of these, like, studios that wanted to hire out people that really didn't know what they were doing, but they were really great storytellers. I mean, well, and I think the budgets were, like, enough where you could tell a story that wasn't, like, overcomplicated. Like you didn't have to justify it as much. And there wasn't like this whole like reliance on IPs. Well, they'd also told weird stories. I mean, like just like look at like like how Tarantino's scripts kept getting, you know, uh, passed around, especially in Hollywood into like different, you know, distributors and all these kind of things that like wanting to like fight to Mm -hmm. make his movies while he was working at like a, you know, fucking blockbuster or some shit. The, like that doesn't happen anymore. No. And it's, and it's weird stuff. Like I, I've, I've read weird things. I remember when I used to have to do, um, it was like, uh, what was it called? It was like, it basically a pass fail type of thing when I was, when I was, Oh, script coverage. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially my boss would say like, Oh, you know, within the first 15 pages, like you'll, you'll decide. You'll yeah. figure it out in the first 15 pages. Mm-hmm. And dude, I remember reading some messy, like it's just like things that people would just like, it's almost like they just throw words on like, you know, like, a, like the magnetic things that they would have like for your fridge and there would always be words. You just fucking throw it on your fridge. Like that's like, sometimes that's what like the stories would be. It'd just be these just like random characters getting together to do random things and like, and not really working. But yeah. then, but then you could think like, okay, is it you, the person that's doing the script coverage that has to like appease to the boss or is it you that is trying to sell why something can be a, a really great movie? Right. Mm-hmm. I remember telling mm-hmm. this to a friend of mine that I, I can't wait to have on this podcast, but basically I told him because I read a couple of his scripts and like, I would, I would get back to him and be like, dude, like out of 150 scripts that I've read in like the last year, I've, I've probably only thought that four were good. And yours would definitely be among that. And mm-hmm. when, you know, and I would tell him that because it was one, it was like the truth, but two, it was also, it, it made me feel like when everybody is able to do the like, a crazy amount of writing, it's those talents out there that are also not being heard. Think about that, right? Like, yeah. There's probably mm-hmm. a lot, like, like really great writers out there. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay, this is like a perfect transition, by the way. So I I want to talk to you, like about White Lotus. 
I know this is, we, we talked about the order, but like, so, okay. So my opinion of season two of White Lotus yeah. was I feel like if I read the script for this season, I think I would have loved it. But when I like watching this season, season two, I thought it was a disaster. I thought like they had the right elements. Mm-hmm. It's like they had every, it's like you, you're, you're making a cake and you got the best flour. You got the best sugar. You got the best baking soda, the best icing, the best everything, the best eggs. All the ingredients are there and you have the best of all of it. And then you put it together and it's like you you fucking overcooked it or undercooked it or whatever. You know, you just left it in the oven for either too short or too long and you just you ruin the cake. You know what I mean? Okay. And it's like it's like that's what I feel with with season two. Like season one, I, I absolutely loved it. I had a great time with it. And season two, I feel like. I feel like it was kind of a mess and kind of all over the place. And, but they had all these elements that had so much potential that like, just kind of, to me anyways, it just, it fell super flat. And I just, I was, I was left at the end of it. Like that, 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 that's it. Like that, like, I don't know what I was supposed to like get out of that series. Uh, season two, I mean, like season one was a fucking ride, man. Like, dude, that the hotel manager like took me on a journey, man. Like when he's just like freaking out about the guests and like everyone's like, you know, it's all about like him and like his experience and like you know the guests are like pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and then he fucking breaks and then he goes crazy. And it was just like really like compelling to watch that, right? Because you never like hear. There's never a story about like the hotel manager. Who's like just like can't handle it and like loses it or whatever, right? Or maybe there is, but like I don't know. There's not one that I can remember. And whereas like season two, night manager, you'll you'll think something different. There you go. I haven't seen it, (laughs) but like it's like with season two, it's like they were trying to kind of capture that that lightning from the first season, and I feel like they just it's like they were trying too hard. Or dude, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's like everything was there. It just didn't work for me at all, and I was like. I don't know. Is there anything like in particular? Was it like some of the characters, some of the actors? Was it some of the just? Like, it's just like like, like, like I, I'll I'll say this like I I I if if White Lotus never existed, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. Uh, did you like I mean, the first season though? I didn't care for the first season. It, it, it came at the cusp of <clears throat> all of these vacation movies and shows where I'm just like I. I don't, don't give a shit. Like I don't See, care when people like when actors are like, "Oh man, it's great. We're in, we're in Hawaii this entire time, you know, shooting this fucking movie and this show." It's like, okay, great. I, I just saw three other things out there that are doing the exact same thing. Okay. See, like I don't. I, know, I, I like the creator more than I like his show because that creator I, I, is is good. Mike. Yeah, White. Mike. Mike White. Yeah. Like I. I don't know, man. I just like it's like all the storylines I felt were like so. Like nothing like happened. It's like you have the the dad and his son and his and his dad, like the three dudes. Yes, yeah. And they it's all, like like they all sleep with the same person, or, or well, pretty, pretty much two of them, did. right? Yeah, but it's like so. <laughs> like, right, yeah, exactly. It, it just nothing, doesn't. It, nothing happens. Yeah, exactly. That's like the, that's that's just. But that's like maybe that's part of the the whole point of the show. Why people like it. Is because like maybe like, it's, it's it's like almost up to zero consequence, and then like just playing the game of this, you know. But but like I found I found that the 
the transitions, the character transitions, I felt were really, really sloppy in season two. It's like the hotel manager, the woman, I forget her name now, but it's like, she's just like a, like a, 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 you know, like a hotel manager. And then all of a sudden it's like, she's a lesbian and it just comes out of nowhere and it feels like extremely forced and it feels like it doesn't matter that she is or isn't like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's like she, like half the season she did like, there's no, there's like, you don't even pay attention to her. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, now she's a lesbian. Oh, now it's her birthday. Oh, now she's going to like hook up with the other prostitute. And I'm like, what? Like, like, so like, I don't know. I think think that's like the difficulty, especially when it comes to Mike's Mike, I I go, I, I, I say Mike, you know, like I know him, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Hey Mike, I've seen orange County and I I love school of rock. You know, like, (laughs) best but i feel like his you know that's where that's where you get lost there's there was this you know joke uh that this in seinfeld that they say all the time like when they're writing the show where they're like how do we keep track of all these characters <laughs> like there's yeah. a reason why they were like let's keep it at the four people and like that's it so then you know if you're looking at you know white lotus you're looking at so many different characters that have so many different arcs that have you know like and sometimes their arc can be basically finished within an episode and then sometimes yeah. it expands the entire season. Yeah, I just I found that the transition of like this person's one way, and then something happens, or not, or sometimes nothing happens, and then the next episode that person's a completely different person. And I'm like, what? It's like there was parts that were like missing, like pieces that were like maybe there were scenes that were taken out for time or whatever that like definitely should have been in there because I, I felt I felt like the flow was totally off this season. And I just, I was so disappointed and I, I I really liked the first season. I'm looking forward to the third season, but I'm like, man, I played tennis with you about this whole show, but my God, my interest in it is, is, it's just, it's like, I didn't, I I barely paid attention and I still got exactly with what was going on. Like, man, I don't know if that's like the, 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 the brilliance of a show or, or, or something else, but the fact that like it, it just had these, it just has such uninteresting everything. Like, I don't care that you had these other two, like these, like two couples and one of them is kind of like still trying to figure out their marriage and (laughs) shit. And he just like fell into some more money. And then there's another guy, like his friend that he doesn't really like, but he's here and now he's also looking for some money and then has like this wife that cheats and he cheats. And it's like, dude, I like, I mean, uh, there, uh, it, 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 none of it th- th- did anything like it, d- yeah. it didn't feel like, like exciting or interesting. But it just like, none of it went anywhere. You know what I mean? Like those two couples, they both go on this vacation, like a little bit of things happen. Like there's a little like tension between them and like maybe a little bit of stuff goes down. But then at the end of it, they're still friends and they're still going home and it's like everything, nothing. It's like, so what? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? What? I, I think, I think in order for like those type of shows to really thrive kind of the same way that, you know, we love, or like I love burn after reading is mm-hmm. that each and every one of the characters has, is like its own thing and, and like super unique. Right. Mm-hmm. If White Lotus, if they were to do a season three, it, like I, I promise you, if you had a John Malkovich, if you had a George Clooney, if you had all these other different people that could be like have their own quirks within like their own character, mm-hmm. you would have a much better 
you know, sees in a much better uh, thing to be able to, I don't know, to like handle because like sometimes like the, the simplicity of it all, like I get like some people can be like really happy about that. But then at the same time, you're just like, oh man, I'm fucking bored. I was so bored. Yeah. I don't know. So... I, yeah, it was, it, it's just, it's, I don't know. God, you know, Mike White wrote Pitch Perfect 3. I know. I saw that. What has he been doing? I saw that. Okay, but but I'm hoping that Greg is back for season three. Is is that the uh, the the manager of the first one? No, that's the the Jennifer Coolidge, her husband. Oh, I like that actor. I like how how he like leaves this season, and he goes home. And then, yeah. like, all this shit goes down. And so I would love it. And now, like, he's going to inherit all the money because she's dead, as per their prenup, right? Do you remember the first thing that he was in? No. Or not, but sorry. Do you remember the first thing you saw him in? <sighs> no. The first thing I remember seeing that guy actor in is in Napoleon Dynamite. He plays <laughs> Uncle Rico. <laughs> and, oh, my God. The best scene is just when he's like, you know, he's bragging about his, like, football career, Uncle Rico. <laughs> he grabs a steak off of uh, the guy's plate and then throws it at Napoleon Dynamite, perfectly hits him in the head while he's riding a bike, dude. Oh, my God. He's just brilliant. And that was also a 2004 right there. So that's that 2010, 2020, or 2000, you know, 2000 to 2010 uh, era. Yeah. Oh, Uncle weird, Rico. Still. Yeah. So funny. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just, a, it's White White Lotus. It's just, it, it didn't do it for it, you. It's, it's, yeah. It, but, but it's also like the vacation movies and vacation shows, right? There was another one that um, Michael Shannon was in. Mm. And it was, it, it was like a resort thing. Like he was in, what was it called? Was it called a night's end? No, it was called nine perfect strangers. Again, another oh. kind of like, you know, mm. idea of it being like, Oh, there's a resort. There's like unique, different people there for different reasons. And they kind of like meet and they cross paths and other shit goes down. But like, it's the same thing. Like they do the same thing where it's just like, it's so boring and uninteresting that they don't, they don't, they don't like take the, the 12 episodes that they get or nine episodes that they get and like make it as interesting and, and impactful as possible. And it's just, it just goes down, but they had such great actors in it too. Like that's the, I don't know. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Let's get, let's get off these stupid fucking vacation movies. (laughs) Fuck you vacation movies. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, all right. So Velma, Velma, yeah. So we 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 decided to hop onto the train that of all the internet is going over, and everybody else is kind of coming and when you know wanting to talk about and and basically what, what is it called now? It's like hate watching, right? Like where you are, oh, or I don't know if it's called hate watching. It's something else, but it's like you're basically deciding. It's the same thing we did with She Hulk. We're deciding to waste our time watching the thing just to hate it. You know what I mean? So it's almost like it's like giving the show its own legs of being like, we hate you yeah. so much, but we will continue to harass. I mean, we will waste our own time to harass the creation of the show. And so like right it's now, we're, Velma we're, is, we're so important, Josh. We just people, <laughs> you know, 
the world yeah. wants to know yeah. what we think, you know? The way that we review things is like... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so much thought and care go into it, you know? Like, what am I thinking of? Eskel and... Uh, Siskel? Siskel, yeah. Siskel and uh, Ebert, right? Ebert. Yeah. Except for we're... Wait, we're, we're, like, we're like the caveman version of Siskel and Ebert, you know? I don't know yeah. if we... I don't have the right words. I don't feel as like intelligent when, whenever they're talking about, but the, yeah. then again, they only talk about the things for like five minutes. That's true. So they're, they're dead. But <clears throat> anyway, uh, Velma. So, so the whole thing is that, yeah, Steve and I finally decided to do it. You just to kind of like get it over with right now. Right. And yeah. so, so, okay. So what did you see? So we only, I only watched the pilot. Did you only watch the pilot? Or did you? Did you yeah. I just watched the pilot. Okay. What, do you, what were your thoughts? Like, I'm still trying to like piece it. Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit, but I'm still trying to like piece together. Yelling at the TV too much? Not like Justin Roiland. How could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? Rick and Morty be gone. Oh, the Justin, Ro- dude. I don't. Did you hear that they want to recast? Oh yeah, the, the well, voice. They're doing it. They're doing it with all of his shows. Uh, Hulu just announced that they they got rid of him on his. Solar opposites and the, the, the oh, other man. shows. I mean, the guy is like, I was just telling Remy this. I was like, it's it's kind of like firing Matt Stone and Trey Parker and still saying like, yeah, South Park still needs to be going yeah. on. We'll just recap. Right? So I the don't. Dude, the dude does every voice. I mean, I don't know yeah. what you're supposed to do. And dude, he does Rick and Morty. Like, I don't, dude. That. Ugh. Yeah, but then again, I mean, it's kind of it's it's the voice acting thing. I mean, like, look at Cleveland. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. He was played by one actor. They they got pissed that he was white, and they found another actor that did the exact same voice. Yeah, perfectly done. I mean, maybe I don't we'll know. See. I mean, like, maybe maybe we'll you see. can do it. Maybe you can do it. Maybe I don't but know. Is but is like the the comedy and like the you know the parts of Rick and Morty going to still be there after? Dude, That's how did how did we get on Rick and Morty from Velma that quick? Well, I figured we, you were yelling at the TV because you love Rick and Morty so we just, much. And we just don't. And everything. We just don't want to talk about Velma. <laughs> I don't mind talking about Velma. You want me to go first? Since you know, I'll, I'll let you like you know. Here, you know what? Did, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about Velma? I, I will say that, like, I think I think I started doing that thing where I was like, I was gonna hate watch it, you know, because like I was like, okay, because I've I've heard the crazy like the like the opinions of you know the critical drinker and and moist critical and like there's other there's other people other creators out there that have already been kind of getting on it, but then like I just kind of like put it on. So wait, so you listened to the reviews first and then you watched it? Yes. Uh, okay, so I did the opposite. Oh, okay. And then you looked up the reviews right after? Yeah. And then I was like, all yeah, right. But you were you... aware that it was getting a lot of hate. Yeah, but I didn't know why. And so I wanted it's, to watch it's, it it's first. It's like the number one IMDb worst rated anything. Right. Yeah. It went past Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. Have you seen the cast for the show? Of, of Velma. Yeah. No, I, I just know that dude, Mindy Kaling. Look did. at this cast. Check this money out. You ready for this? Check this money out. Yeah. Look at this. There, there was one that I definitely recognized, which I think was Fred. And it was from, yes. Okay. It's Glenn Howerton that plays Fred. Uh, and I fucking knew it. His voice oh. is like, so it's, it is. Oh, that's, that's, that's who you right. noticed. I, I noticed uh, Sam Richardson, Norville. 
I, I caught him right away. Oh, and really? Okay, yeah, yeah. And same with Donna. Uh, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, yeah. I caught her. And so, oh, and Wanda, well, yeah, Wanda, Wanda Sykes. Sykes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at all these people. I mean, Dude, this huge. This Russell Peters. Yeah. Indicator, and, uh, Glenn Howerton, Sam Richardson, Constance Wu, Jane Lynch. Dude. Melissa Fumero. Oh, she was from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, oh, my God. It's, it's huge. But, okay, yeah. but, like, but then again, you know, it's... HBO and they they have like a you know like a new way of going about these type of things. Anyway, so but like it is it is the number one most hated uh content. I, yeah, I, that's what I think we should probably say content on IMDb with dude 1.3 out of 10. Okay, so so my biggest like question mark is I don't know who they want to watch this. Yeah, who the show is for? Who is this show for? Like, because it's not really for kids, yes. right? And yeah, like, the, feels apparent from the from the opening. Yeah, I don't know, five minutes. Yeah, from the opening five minutes, it's like okay, so this is not a kid show. This is more like an adult show. But then they're talking a lot about like kids things. But then they're giving like like our generation like references to things. Like they're talking about like like. There's a lot of like pop culture references in this. And yeah. I'm like, Yeah. What the fuck is happening in this show right now? And then they're they're also like bringing up this whole like like everything is like it's like a stereotype. And at the same time, um, they're like talking, they're doing like the scream thing where they're like self-aware about well, it's the it's the She-Hulk thing. Like they Yeah, the She-Hulk. Are, they're doing this thing. Like it's it's weird because it's like the way that Velma and all the characters speak is extremely pop reference and referential. Like it's like, it's like if you and I were to speak normal sentences, we would have to compare the sentences. Like I'm comparing right now to the point in which, you know, we speak like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know, some, some actor at some party, right? Like that would be the, but here's the thing is that Rick and Morty does the exact same thing. Exact same thing. There is not, there's almost not a moment in Rick and Morty when Rick doesn't compare a complaint, an action, uh, a motive to a thing that is part of the stereotype or part of the, the thing that is actually going to motivate the story along. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with that. But I would say with Velma, Velma it turns it up. Like they turn it they up to turn, like 10. They turn it up, but it, I just feel like they're talking to the audience too much in Velma. I feel like Rick and Morty, they're, it's still like within the show. They're talking about things, but it's still like in the show. Whereas I felt like Velma was like talking more to the audience. Like, Hey, do you remember when you watch like this movie and this happens? Isn't that dumb? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what? what you, right, like, exactly. But like, but every sentence from any character is the same thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's the exact same, like, referential thing. Whether it be their race or someone else's race or a joke or pop reference or pop, sorry, pop culture. Yeah. Like, any, anything like, like, and then they slip in the plot writing, you know? Of yeah. like revealing like why Velma is the way that she is, like why, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like there's they do that kind of like slipping in, but it's not it's not the forefront of the actual series. Mm-hmm. The forefront of the series is just trying to like make fun of itself and 
be that thing. But, but I mean, see, but, I don't, I don't know if it's making fun of itself. It feels like it's making fun of the audience watching something yeah, like this. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. what this feels like to me. But but like, but that's the thing. It's like it's it's doing the same thing that the She Hulk thing did, where they they I feel like they kind of already have the intention and understanding that people are possibly going to hate it. So why not hate it first on our own things and make you look like an idiot for already hating it? You know what but I mean? Like it's, it's it's like they did they did the same dude. They did the same thing in in She Hulk where they were like. You know, because they, they just, I don't know, there was like a part of it where like they knew that they just didn't have anything really, I don't know, uh, fun to to hang on to. Or maybe people, or maybe like Mindy Kaling thought that people hated her like already or something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know where the motivation, the, I don't it, know really the motivation of the show, where it came from. Dude. Also, uh, spoiler alert, Scooby-Doo isn't fucking in it. Neither is Shaggy. Well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't really understand who Nutso Norville is, like, right? I, I don't, I, I don't get if like that's, is that like a thing where only true Scooby Doo fans know that Shaggy's real name is Norville or some shit? Like, I don't know, is that a, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, um. But yeah, yeah, I guess we're Shaggy or you know whatever. And then like, and then they do like that referential thing to Shaggy, or like his character being like, oh, "I don't like drugs." And you're like, dude. I mean, like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> you know, what's next, man? I mean, like, you're gonna tell me you don't like dogs, and you're just gonna be looking at dogs the entire show? Like, okay. I, he like buys a cat or something. <laughs> but I, but I will say though, I mean, like, so like, I know that a lot of people have been again hate watching it and just like shitting on it hard but dude there were times when i was fucking laughing out loud and i think it's because of this like some stupidity where i was like it was a tim and eric moment like okay one of the things that i had i watched twice over because i loved <laughs> the scene so much <laughs> this this is this is the thing that i'm gonna get for especially talking about velma but there's a scene in which velma returns to high school like in the same it's in the pilot episode yeah and you know, people were like already hating her because like they think that it, that she killed the girl, or whatever. And there was a kid that ran and grabbed the like uh, paper cutter and fucking threw it at Velma. And Fred comes out of nowhere, grabs the paper cutter, and throws it back at him and cuts off his leg. His leg. It's, like, yeah. it's just a chill scene. Everybody's cool, and the kid's just sitting there with. Like, it's cut off like dude, it's so doesn't the kids start clapping too? Like everyone's like clapping or cheering, yeah, and then they, and like the Fred kid... was like, you know, like giving him like a motivational speech to him. <laughs> and, oh my god, dude. I was I, I watched it twice because it was just such a dumb it was it was out of left field. Like it was so yeah. dumb and amazing that I was like, this like why isn't more of this? Because like there were other times when they would have like Velma like thinking in her head, and then they would just have that whole thing where they would hold it. You know, for the two detectives to just be looking at Velma and like there's like nothing happening, <laughs> you know, and she's just yeah. like staring off screen. And I don't know, there's like these like little things that they did that actually were really funny, but I think it was like it, it's almost in like the shtick funny, right? That's like Jim Carrey funny stuff, mm. not the intended type of writing that they're going for funny, right? Like, I, I don't know, there, there yeah, been, there, were, there were some quips here and there that I thought were like, you know, funny. Um, you know, even with like, even with, 
uh, Fred revealing like his leg and how shiny it was. And, like, his, <laughs> like, his whole thing is that he doesn't go through puberty. puberty yeah. <laughs> but, but Velma was like, Oh, so you're, you're, you're hairless. Like that's, that's your thing. Like if I was hairless, I would be, I wouldn't be wear. I'd wear a bikini every day. At school. And I was like, <laughs> you know, there's like, there's like those like little things. Right. But like, but then, then the problem is that like the show makes me feel like I'm like, am I laughing because I'm stupid? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, am I laughing at the right thing or am I just stupid? Like, that's that's what I think that it's kind of come down to. I don't, I don't know. Like, a part of me wants to like watch the like the other episodes to see if they, yeah, have a consistency to it. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't know, man. This is gonna this is gonna bite me in the ass. I just like don't think it needs to be hated the way it's hated. I think it's hated right now because maybe it might be feeling like it's like super woke or very PC or, or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you would, whatever you'd want to call it, but I don't, I don't really think it's that, you know, on my first only watch of the the pilot. Yeah. And okay. So I hear, I totally agree with everything you said. And um, for me anyways, I actually did like, like some of the animation that was happening in it. Like when she, she starts like having her panic attacks and like the, like oh, yeah. the monsters like getting her and stuff. I thought it like looked pretty cool. Type of, yeah. yeah. Like I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was kind of neat. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, it didn't like really grab me. Like it wasn't like something that it's like, Oh, I need to watch this. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like it didn't like, it didn't do that for me at all. Yeah, but neither did but, season one of Rick and Morty, and look where you're at now. I know, it's true. You're on the forums crying about Justin Roiland. Yeah. No, dude, season one I thought sucked for Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> but I okay, mean, this, so, this so, is but, totally... But, but, but the Velma thing, like, do you think that, that it would really deserve... Like, dude, it has it, 1.3 out of 10 for 50,000 reviews <laughs> that gave it that, that, that restore rating. 50,000 reviews, dude. It's just, it's too, it's too like on the nose. It's, it's too on the nose. It's too like in your face. It's, it's kind of too preachy. And I I think that like, if you're watching it to review it, I think you're going to have a bad time with it. Like, I think if you, if this, but then again, like, it's such a weird, it's like, like there's like adult content in it. So it's like, how are, like, who the fuck is this for? That's what I don't understand. Like if you're, if this is for adults, it's it's like it's too it's it's too like childish you know what i mean like it's, it's definitely not for males because according to the the demographic imdb <laughs> rating males gave it a 1.3 uh, out of 10 which was 15,000 reviews and females gave it a 2.7 out of 10 mm. and 1400 reviews <laughs> like okay all right well i you know and it's an interesting that like it, it has that it's interesting that it has the, has that kind of data to be able to show. Yeah. Clearly, the males do not like this this show, but but I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I, I I agree that like I don't know the point of the show, like what it's for. Um, because I also think it like started doing that whole bad press thing the same way that you know Don't Worry Darling had, where when people were like, oh, it's revealed that uh, Mindy Kaling is playing Velma, she's going to be this uh, you know brown Indian version of Velma. Oh, also she'll probably be a lesbian. Like there was like a whole thing about it where like people, I don't know, like like information just came out and people were like, "What the hell?" And you're like, "Was, was there that many yeah. Scooby Doo fans being like, excuse me, 
like no but you don't, it, to the I don't original know. source you like no but like but it's just weird like i just feel like if 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 this was just a show yeah called velma that had nothing to do with scooby-doo well, it doesn't have anything to do with Scooby. No, no, no. But you know what I mean? Like, like they're like, like if change the name of Fred, change the name of Daphne, change uh-huh. the name of Velma, change uh-huh. the name of all these fucking idiots, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's has nothing to well, do Norville with anything. Is not you know. <laughs> For now, I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. It'll be revealed at the end of this season. Like, actually, my <laughs> na- my true Christian name is Shaggy. Yeah. He, he like he like pulls a Mission Impossible, like rips yeah, his yeah. mask off or something. It just looks like the same guy. You're like, oh okay, <laughs> Zoinks. Yeah. <laughs> Zoinks. Oh man. Like, where's my Scooby snacks? <laughs> yeah. Like it just. I don't know, man. It's just. It's really. It just feels really kind of weird. It's like it's. Okay, I think but do that, I think as, at that pilot, do you think it deserves 1.3 out of 10? I just feel like it's so weird. I don't know, man. I just I think that I'm getting tired of like like the race, gender, sex, everything swaps. You know, you ha- you take a property and you just like take everything out of it and replace it with the opposite of everything and then expect the fans of the original thing to like it still. And it's just it feels weird. Like I think make a new some, thing. Yeah, but I mean I think there are some there are some cases where like the the race and the culture and the gender and everything don't matter to the IP. No, I, I would agree with you that, I mean? but yeah, I think but it's just with this show, it's like they're they're talking about it a lot. It's like it's it's like on the it's like top of mind with with all of it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so like you're saying you're like saying with, that like if there was no address in it as the show continued on, like you know what it reminds me? It reminds it me of, of its own world. What the what the, um um Days of Future Past. Uh with uh what's his name? Task? what's what's uh Trask? Trask, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh Dinklage, right? Plays Trask. Yeah. And like, okay, so in that in that movie they never talk about they never mention they never like reference like his height at all oh i see i see you know what i mean like he's in it and he's he is you know a little guy <laughs> well yeah it, it is it is interesting that like yeah and they and they they don't yeah, like they see, don't yeah, draw attention to it and it's just like he's just you know and he's amazing in it i think he does a great job and like it just I feel like that's like more respectful or more appropriate or more I don't know. So you're saying I, I they just, did that with like the race swapping, gender swapping thing, like that they didn't it wasn't like a it wasn't it, like you know, a thing that was like a plot device or a thing that they needed to keep like talking about. Like you is that that's what you're saying? Like if that, that was Yeah, it's like it's like who exactly. talks about like like Daphne's like half Asian in this? It's like I know, yeah. While well, she's like naked on the floor, she's like, oh, you know, like she was like, how dare you? I mean, I can't believe I slipped like that since I'm you know half Asian with red hair. Yeah, like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what did you just say? What do you what? Like who they, talks? They, like they, you know they, what I mean? Like no one Fred where they were like, oh yeah, he's just like some straight white uh, you know rich guy, and you're like, and they do. I think they do the same thing with Norbert. Well, they basically introduce each one of them by their race. Their yeah. gender and you know their sexuality or something. Yeah, like and it. I just use it each one of the things as the like introductions. And it just it feels so weird. And it's like, oh, here the lesbian cops showed up, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, like know. you know what I mean? It's just like, why, why can't they just be cops? Like, I don't understand. Like, do they, like they can be female cops? Like, I don't have a problem with that. But it's like, why do you gotta like? I know, just, like maybe maybe that's like, what makes. I don't it, know. Maybe that's what makes it 
funnier, right? It's like it's funny, like, funnier. Like you, yeah, but you keep doing that. What if they like just kept going with that or like use that as like the the joke machine, right? Like every time that they see those cops, they mention that they were just like scissoring twenty minutes ago or some shit. Like like they, they like they use the stereotype as part of the joke yeah but i imagine the next episode that bell might do the same thing it it doesn't feel clever it feels very like lazy right and that that, but like that's the that that's the whole she hulk thing where it's like some people think that it is clever because it's it's yeah covering it's funny that you you say she hulk because i actually like got more miss marvel vibes from the show Oh, I never finished Miss Marvel vibe. I, you know, I. <laughs> That's what I got. I, you know, I'm just sad that she's she's going to be in the Marvels movie. But then again, I don't give a shit about. I don't feel like I don't care about watching any of the Marvel movies right now. I mean, like Quantumania, I, I, I I'll wait for that on VHS. Okay. Yeah. I, I there's there's no there's no reason v- VHS. <laughs> Sorry, I just like glossed <laughs> over that there. statement right there. Um, okay, but this wouldn't be the podcast without talking about The Last of Us. There we go. Um, which, by the way, I, I just want to bring up something because we ha- I had a I had a viewer or viewer a listener a listener uh, you know listen in on the conversation that we had about the Last of Us and had some complaints. Um, so I just I wanted to make sure I bring up the complaints or like bring up the perspective from their point of view. I'm not going to name who they are. Sure. Uh, go. I want I want I want I want to give you the perspective. Go. <clears throat> So, <laughs> right, right from the get-go, right, Steve's problem with The Last of Us is that he's coming from a written show perspective, which it's not. So he needs to just understand you're on a journey. They, they would have had to build out all of the backstory for those characters to even have a backstory. They were working with the video game creators, so that was an option. It would have been done, but... That's his problem. Like so, so they were listening to the podcast and they were, you know, giving me kind of like uh, updates mm. about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing that that this person brought up, especially, was very interesting about your your perspective. Was they said, "Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me?" For Avatar, Steve can see that it's more of a visual <laughs> movie versus a story. The movie doesn't, and they put it in quotes. <laughs> the movie doesn't want you to pay attention to the story. That's what you said. Yeah. And then they said, "That's the Last of Us." <laughs> and the, the whole the whole point was that <sighs> essentially what the point was that the, your perspective was was basically you can give a pass to one thing, but not to another. So like your your opinion isn't on the same uh, plane when you're watching uh, I, okay. a movie the TV I, I can, I can, I see that. I hear, I hear that. I feel like the difference with those two comparisons is that I'm done when I leave the theater. I'm done with Avatar, whereas like I'm still expected to tune in every week to watch The Last of Us. Do you think it'd be a better experience if you left it until it's all up and then watch it all? When you I, I think I think I think if Avatar was split into two parts, I think no one would see go to the second half. Oh, interesting. No one would go to the second half. I would I would one hundred percent. If you like directly cut that movie in half, like uh-huh. if it's three hours, you go an hour and a half, and then you gotta buy another ticket to see the second hour and a half. 
Uh-huh. I, I think the the second half of the movie, the ticket sales would like no like less than half of the people. So you're the saying that half. there wasn't like an interesting amount of things within even that first half to be able to get people to come back for the second. Yeah, and so I feel like the, I, I I completely understand that criticism, but I think that like the comparison's not like one to one because I'm I, I I can't leave the theater or like I'm not someone that's going to leave the theater. Just like I didn't turn off The Last of Us. I watched the complete episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't like shut it off when I was like annoyed halfway through. Right? But <sighs> Episode two, though, uh, <laughs> a perfect way to segue right in. Like, I did not. I fucking hated episode two. Bam! Back to hating it, dude. I like. I, I was mean, so, never really liked it in the first place. So, dude, I was so bored. I'm like, like, I, like right away. I'm like, all right, this so none this, of none of like the plot, none of the the um, production it's, design, it's, none, it, nothing no. is, is roping you in. I, I, dude, I find like so many inconsistencies, and like that's like the the most frustrating part of the show for me. It's like it's like if uh, just like give me I don't know, man. Like halfway through the second episode, I'm like, man, Tess, I'm so over Tess. Can we just get rid of Tess already? Like, like, geez. What, and then what was the, what was the thing that like like I'm like I'm like what is she doing here like it's obvious like okay so you need Ellie because she's the cure you need Joel because he's like looking for his brother mm-hmm. you don't need Tess why is Tess here and then like well oh, Tess okay. is attached to Joel right like but like she doesn't bring anything to the table well, you know I mean, I mean like, I think that like, I think that they kind of use her and Joel as like the paternal type of figures for Ellie that she doesn't have kind of, but then it's like, it's like exactly what I was feeling. It's like, and then they kill her off and I'm like, all right, perfect. Like, I mean that, that, that felt appropriate based on like how they portrayed her. And so I wasn't like, again, it's like, it didn't like, it didn't, I had no emotional connection to Tess at all. I was like, like get rid of this character. And then they did. And I was like, great, cool. So it's like when that happens, like I feel like again, it's like this moment of like someone's dying or someone's about to die or someone dies, and like I have no sympathy, I don't feel anything for it. I'm just like, like, all right, let's let's keep this going here. Yeah, I mean, I think that they they didn't they, they they're not making really... me care about these characters, man. That's I that's what I feel like is the biggest issue that I have with this show so far. There's nothing like like Ellie is not likable at all. Really, I do not. You still, you still don't like Ellie. I don't so here, like Ellie. So here's the thing: is that yeah, I, I still have those glasses on where I'm like, I know that that character will get better. I don't know how they're going to do it in the show. But like, see, but that's 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 I feel like the biggest difference, right? It's because you know the story, you know what's going to happen, you played the game, you understand well, the, everything. But, but the thing is, too, like they have deviated. They've done a lot of things that like have deviated from from the original source. But like, yeah. they did it in, in a way. Okay, so like for example, like Tess's death. You know, in yeah. the, in the in the show, she revealed that like, oh, she got bit, and like, oh, it's like a yeah. ux whatever. And then like, but it also showed that how long it takes, like when when a normal person gets bit, and why it's such a you know detriment to the you know human world of why ellie because like ellie got bit the same way right mm-hmm. like 
nothing's really happening to her. Like that's like, it's almost like the proof that, that even Joel needed to see to be able to kind of create, like to finish the mission or whatever. But yeah. in the, in the show, she dies by like, you know, putting gasoline on like in the Capitol and like all these like, you know, weapons and all this kind of stuff. And because they established how cordyceps communicate, which is called the wood wide web. Have you heard of this? Mm. It's, it's like a, it's a real thing. Well, cause it's and, from, it's from wood ants. I don't know if you know right, that. Yeah. And so basically they, they, they can, they know they have like a, a sense in where something yeah. could break or something could, you know, change within like their own system. Right. Cause that's, that's just how they're, you know, connected and the way that, and they established that already in the show, but basically like, you know, it's kind of like in shows, like, you know, that once they establish something specific, it has to pay off. They have to do something with it. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's just writing, right? Like that's just, mm-hmm. that's just plot writing. So then what happens in the, in, you know, in the show is that, uh, there were like dead, you know, bodies that were already becoming like kind of cordyceps and like they were, you know, growing into the ground, whatever. And basically, uh, you know, uh, she shot one or something like that. And like, it, it sent a signal to all these other ones that were close by. And it was like, you yeah. know, hundreds of them that came into the Capitol and there was already, already gasoline on the floor. But then she kind of like froze or was trying to get like the lighter to work. Mm-hmm. One of them just kind of went up and like kissed her with her, with like these gross, you know, fucking yeah. cordyceps things coming out. And it's like, you know, it's gross and shit. And like, it's just, it's just nasty altogether. But like that, like right there, because like that's that's one of those moments where I'm like, ah, I don't think you. That's it's just that. Even for me, I was kind of like, that's fucking, that's weird. I, I didn't need that. Like, you, you didn't you didn't have to do that right there. Like that that doesn't that doesn't make me feel gross for the character either. It just makes you feel like, ugh, it's just like you know, like th- this, this scene doesn't like it, it doesn't even feel as impactful. Like so in the game they had the military coming after them and they're like, there was a whole section in which you have to fight the military, but you have to do it like very silently. And then mm-hmm. also there's like, you know, the zombies outside and all that stuff. And then at the end it's revealed that she's, she's bit and she kind of stays back to fight the military and then she gets killed, you know, but you don't, but you don't, you don't see it. It's implied. Like it's like a, it's a thing. Right. So then it's already Joel having to let go and then, you know, take Ellie to continue on this, you know, crazy fucking journey. Like yeah, it's, it's a different impact. It's like, it's like the same thing, but a different impact. So, yeah, I didn't like you, it. It's such an interesting perspective because it's still it's coming from zero knowledge you know, information, right? Yeah. You know what? Okay. You know what's interesting though? I feel when I watch this. So the first two episodes, more so the second episode. Now, the second episode, I felt like I was watching cutscenes from a video game. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, most of it was was basically that. That's scenes. that's what I, I feel like I'm watching. And then it's like, and then it's like they when the scene's over, it's like that's when you should play. But then you don't. You just go to the next scene, and it just it feels really weird. It feels like discombobulated to me. And like I feel like that's where I'm getting this disconnect. And like, dude, I was I was totally expecting. I sent you like that picture of the the dude rolling. I thought like this. <laughs> I thought like the zombie, whatever they're called now the cordyceps people or whatever, I thought they were just going to roll. Like, <laughs> cause they're all just like rolling. And then I was like, Oh, okay. So now I guess they're rolling zombies. Like I was so confused with like why they're, I know. there was another thing. I think he texted this. I think it was either you texted me this or I saw it or something like that. Oh man. So, and, and maybe it was you where they were, you were like, you know, they didn't explain like, why was that, uh, you know, cordyceps zombie blind? I didn't text like, you because because it was like it was in the uh, it was in the you know museum 
yeah joel was like hey hey you know like i mean don't talk i mean they can't see right yeah and then like a part of me is kind of like it's very apparent why they're blind if you look at their face they have no fucking eyes <laughs> there's no yeah. eyeballs like i mean there's no way for them to like see no but okay so part of me didn't understand that either because he doesn't i didn't think he saw the thing first i'd have to go back and actually like check but I thought he just heard it coming and then he's like, oh, don't worry. They can't see. And I'm like, uh, are, do all oh, of them can't no. see? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause like if you, if you look back in the scene, they, he points up and like, that's where they, they put the light on it and it's like in the hall kind of coming, but it doesn't really know where it's going because that, then that's when it cuts over to him being like, Hey, you know, don't speak. Yeah. But doesn't that, I don't know. The whole flashlight well, thing. Like, I'm you like, think, but you would think that the flashlight thing would be the thing that would be the attractor. That's why that, that's why that the the justification makes sense where it's like they can't see it. They can't see a flashlight obviously being, you know, on them. Yeah, but how does he know that just all of them can't see now? So that's what we're going with. Is that the assumption? Well, those evolved ones with like the fucking mushrooms. Yeah, but how does he know that those ones are there and not ones that can well, see? He's done this for 20 years. So all... But they, do they not do the, I don't know, what are you, the fungus people? What do we call these things? Zombies? I don't know what to call them. I, I, I think you could call them zombies. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember what they call They call them, like, they call them different things in it because, like, there's, like, the ones that are just infected that are just, like, regular human type of things that don't blow up into a mushroom people. You know, okay. Like, okay. Okay. So, so here, here. This Again, this is the problem again. Another problem. So then there's different versions of these things. So some of them can, can see and some of them can't see. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. So how does he know which ones are going to be there if they move around? Wait, he doesn't know which ones are going to be. That's the that's the scary. But then part why of would the character? Part but then why would you use a flashlight? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. Well, because like right away, any, I'm like, well, no, they don't know anybody's in that building. Remember, like they went in because like they they saw that. Yeah, but if you hear something, why would you shine a light if you don't know if that thing can see or not? Because they will, oh, they're called the clickers. That's what they're called. Clickers. Because so, he can, because he can hear their clicking, clicking. Okay. Like, okay. So their their justification. So okay, again, so again, again, it's like, like you know this stuff because you played the game. How do you how do you get that across in that scene? How do you give that? How do you give the audience that information? The way that I'm not giving it because I already know it from but then, you know, past experience. But, like yeah, like, but then but like, like but for you, like how would you have preferred to I don't, understand that? Well, because, okay, you have Ellie. Ellie doesn't yeah. know. Ellie's mm-hmm. complete ignorant to all this stuff, right? So you can have Joel explain to Ellie what's happening or why they need to do what they're doing. Which he does. He does, but it's just, it feels really weird that, like, all of a sudden, okay, so he hears a click and he's like, oh, well, there's obviously just one clicker out there, so we can still use our flashlights. But he doesn't know that. It's just, it feels like really kind of like if you're trying not to get caught. Which is what they're trying to do. Yeah. It just feels like he's doing it in a way where we're like he's assuming a lot. Like, oh well, there's they obviously can't see, so we can still use our flashlights. But like some people can see, but I don't know, but I hear one, so there's probably only one, I guess. Could there not have been more than one? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just see, see that's like that's like, like the that's that's actually the faulty assumption as well in the game. So one of the things that like is a problem within like the game itself is that like when you see a clicker it doesn't mean it's just there's just a clicker there could be right? running guys coming at you yeah that's what so that's what so, i'm so yeah I, and and i get that and like 
I don't know. See, the way that they did it in this in this show is that they just had like the clickers be part of the museum area, whatever the fuck, you know, and it was, you know, them trying not to get caught and then trying to run away and then like, you know, having to be quiet and, you know, all these kind mm. of things. And in the game, like there was parts when you'd have to like kill one of them, but then you have like four like runners that would come at you that weren't as deadly, but like you were like, oh, it's because I'm being so loud or it's like, or I can't sneak around anymore because they're already here and they can, you know, see me. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I just think that's just the faultiness of the plot. Yeah. Like that scene felt like it was in a video game. Like where you, oh, well, this is the part where you have to be quiet and you have to sneak through here Mm -hmm. because you, if they hear you, then they're going to come after you. And it just, it felt like exactly like a video game to me. It didn't feel like, like a, a TV show or a movie or anything. Like okay, it so, just, like, so the, the show has like seven episodes left. Is there any way, like you, you've already experienced the first two, that's that's two hours of your time, right? Like is there any way that there, like this can get better for you? I just feel like there's no stakes right now. It's like... Yeah, but this is the thing is that like it feels like it's too long. Like for me, if the pilot or if like maybe even the second episode didn't do it, I would not even... I wouldn't even keep going. Oh, I'm just you know doing it. I mean? I'm just doing it to talk to you, baby. <laughs> See, I'm I'm not as strong as you are. When you wanted to talk about that fucking like alien show on Apple TV Plus, and and you know, I watched the first episode. I was like, no, nah, this this ain't <laughs> in, doing in the, it, man. Like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I think the same thing would have happened with, with Blackbird if if the first episode didn't, mm. you know, didn't intrigue me enough to want to understand or like see the outcome of the stakes, there's, there's zero part of me that like thinks that I would, I would continue forward. Mm. Cause, cause yeah. also the, the, the I, I hate it when I hear people be like, just get through the first season. Everything else is great afterward. You're like, dude, yeah. Get through the first season. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I mean, I remember somebody said that about uh, agents of shield and I'm like, this 24 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me like not one episode in a Marvel universe can convince me to keep watching the show. They were like, yeah, dude, the next five seasons are great. I'm like, what? The, what? <laughs> like, man, I would be so bad on like these like cable networks. Like imagine if some, if you tried to convince somebody to watch NCIS now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh yeah, go back 25 years ago. <laughs> With the first season, dude. start with like I mean, yeah, just get through the first season. That it blows my fucking mind when people say that. I'm just like, that is, it's just like it's, it's almost like um, if you didn't like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> they were just like, dude, just get through Fellowship of the Ring director's cut. You're you're gonna be good for the rest of the entire time. <laughs> like, dude, three and a half hours later, I don't know, but that's what I mean. It's like for for this in particular. Like, I mean, so the, I think the goal, especially with The Last of Us and on HBO was to get it on par with the excitement that you would have with Game of Thrones, right? Or, yeah. or even, even House of Dragon really took over that Sunday spot, right? But mm-hmm. now that's dedicated to The Last of Us. So, but for the layman, for the people that do not have that kind of context, I wonder if it's the same perspective that you have where it's like, I don't know, I just, maybe there's nothing Dude, to connect it's, to. it's. They set up these scenes, though, that would be so fun to watch, and then you don't see them. You just see, like, the aftermath. It's like in the first episode with uh, Marlene. 
like when they get attacked or like something oh, yeah. happens. Great, great scene. Yeah. That's, that's and then, a great thing to play through. Yeah. Right. And then Joel like comes in after and they're all like wounded and hurt. And I'm like, we just, we're not going to see that scene. That's just, no, oh, that got, <laughs> that got cut. Okay. All right. Well, that'd be fun to watch. And then same with uh, when, when Tess dies, right? It's like the zombies are all coming in and then it's like the lighter lights and then she drops it and then, oh, oh you know what? We're not going to see any explosions of zombies or how they explode. We're just going to cut to outside and no one might escaped. Just a budget thing. <laughs> like, but like, but told, we're going to see I the entire, I was like, like, I was like, I was like I'll play the game for you after we watch the first season. Yeah, Sarah, you can watch me play the game after. It'll be a much yeah. better yeah, experience. You know, we'll bring it. It'll bring us together. We'll be on the couch. <laughs> we'll watch the TV while I'm playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, you probably do that with your like with with kids. Like right, like if they're like so young, I mean they're not going anywhere. The fuck? Yeah, they could just hang out with you while you. Right, these games. Or maybe the next episode for this, I'll like hold a controller, so maybe it'll make me feel better. <laughs> Dude, the whole time you should be doing, <laughs> you should just be doing that, being like, "Oh, I get it now." You know? And then when you when you pause the screen, you just you know press the start button on your controller to go you know get some cereal. I'll hold my Apple TV remote sideways. <laughs> oh, Oh my god. Okay. Well, clearly the the rating for you is not getting any higher on this show. Not not yet, man. Dude, just get through the first season. Just get to the first season and it'll be better for you. You know, if they're gonna do a second season, it's gonna piss you off. I mean, it pissed off the entire Last of Us community when they did Last of Us Part Two, by the way. Uh so you know you'll probably be on that train, or maybe you'll like it that much more because they do some, you know, crazy bullshit. Um but yeah, that was. Uh, I'm glad we covered that. Get to the first season. <laughs> first season. All right, man. Well, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yep.